one nation under fraud, completely visible, with lying and spying for all. The Kate Daly Show starts now. They told you the guys torching Wendy's in 2020 were mostly peaceful. They said that masks worked. They told you the vax was safe. They tried to convince you that Russia blew up its own pipeline. The corporate media lied too much, and it killed them. For the last 10 years, can you describe what precipitated your targeting? Yes, I'm reporting the truth about Benghazi. I was attacked by one of those NGOs that masquerades as a nonpartisan watchdog in violation of its 5013C status. It occupies a highly partisan position. I'm talking about Media Matters for America. I'm sure there's many doctors in this room, scientists who've been attacked by the same people. Um, the same people that run that, David Brock, for example, another political assassin, now runs an organization called Facts First USA, which is designed to make sure that your research Dr. Hazan never reaches, never reaches the people or the public. There are other organizations like Defeat Disinfo, which claims to be a pack that goes after disinformation, particularly set up to target COVID and throughout COVID with General Stanley McChrystal and the other people that advise that organization. But what, you know, Senator Johnson, it's not a secret that these organizations exist. What is not widely known and talked about is that it's paid for by us. That was Laura Logan. Of course, Tucker started out with uh, um, corporate media, mainstream media is consistently lying to us all the time about everything from COVID to who's torching Wendy's. Um, And then uh, Laura Logan talking about how she was targeted by Media Matters and David Brock and a political assassin um, by money that's paid for by us, that's taken from us, not paid for because we don't have a consent in this any consent, but that's taken from us, given to the NGOs, which are not NGOs, as Milty pointed out on the break. It's GEOs, because they're not non-governmental agencies. Um, they're just governmental agencies, right? And uh, organizations, NGO, organization. Um, but that uh, the money is taken from us and paid through these things that we think aren't governmental, but they're basically the government to target us, to target people trying to tell the truth. Yep. It's a fun game. And we love to play it and people don't call this out and they believe CNN and Fox News and all the rest. So we have a lot of problems in the United States because of it. And it trickles down to all of our newscasts, um, even your local news um, all around you. Even the country newspapers now are pretty much bought out by uh, USA Today and, and kind of run from the top to parrot AP News and Reuters News. And that's the news you get. How fun, right? Um, so lots of lies. Our, of course, uh, guest in this segment of the show, he comes on every Tuesday, is Mel Madison. Mel uh, wrote the book Quaz. We've talked about this book. It's a it's a fantastic book, and we welcome you. How are you, Mel? Hey, Kate. How are you doing? Good, good. I, I'm, I'm excited to have you. So let's talk about uh, the stock market. Let's talk about where we lie in the in the money field right now, and let's talk a little bit about some some countries overseas. All right, sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, a uh, news headline that unless you maybe follow the economy and the markets closely, you might not have heard, is that last week, the Japanese version of, for lack of a better term, like like our Dow, 
Um, their Nikkei 225 stock market index hit a new all-time high on Thursday. And what's interesting about that is that the last time it hit an all-time high was on the last trading day of 1989. So hmm. 34 years went by until uh, last week when it finally eclipsed the high of the bubble, the Japanese bubble of the 1980s. And what's interesting about that Japanese bubble in the 80s, which you know, we could talk a little bit about what caused that and how that got started, but it also is something that's a great reminder for people of how bubbles work, how they can take a long time to build, but then all of a sudden they can burst and, and the consequences can be devastating. And unfortunately, I think what we're seeing here right now in the United States with our stock market hitting all time highs and with this influx of money into things like AI and GLP ones, which are the weight loss drugs and some of the other um, so-called innovations happening that we're setting ourselves up, I think, for perhaps the mother of all bubbles. Um, and really what that that could mean. So that's what I wanted to maybe share with you and the audience a little bit today. Please go on. And I love history of things, and I like to know about the, the beginnings of things too. So please go for it. Well, on one of our shows, we talked a little bit about the Bank for International Settlements with in their connections to Nazi Germany and and how they the, the economic leaders of the Third Reich continued in senior positions after the war. And, and essentially built up the euro, the eurozone, the one common currency, the European Central Bank headquartered in Frankfurt, Germany. Well, a similar thing went on in Japan. And so you kind of have to ask yourself, how did this country after 1945, after literally being nuked, uh, become the world's second largest economy in a matter of just a few decades? And at the peak of their bubble, the Japanese stock market, the value of all the stocks that traded on the Tokyo Exchange, was actually more than the value of all the stocks that trade here in the United States. So they had the most valuable stock market in the world. Their real estate was so ridiculous that at one point in the 1980s, the land for one little park that was around the Imperial Garden in Tokyo was valued more than all the land in the entire state of California. Wow. Uh, one na one neighborhood in Tokyo, the value of that land was worth more than all the land in Canada, the second largest country in the world. Oh, my gosh. And it, th this was an obscene bubble. And, and, and that's why I think it's so educational, because people do not realize how ridiculous prices can get, how valuations mm. can get, how these things get built and why we are at. I think the beginning of the end of this great bubble here in the United States. And I think these things, they do take time. As I mentioned, this took from 1945 until 1989. This is a 45-year process. They, similar to, to Germany, a lot of the leaders under the emperor, his financial minions were the ones that led Japan. And they had essentially a state-controlled economy right after the war. They had all this money from the United States, from bankers, from corporations, basically a Japanese Marshall Plan, built all this up to create these massive companies like Toyota and Mitsubishi and Sony. And, and what happened was, you know, at a certain point, they decided to take off some of those economic controls and let the banks go wild, uh, cheap credit, 
low interest rates. You know, all these things are very mm -hmm. familiar to what what we're yeah. seeing happening here in the United States. Right. And that was really when they went from like a very strong economy to this 1980s bubble economy where it got to those ridiculous proportions. And so the nature of a bubble really usually has a few components. It has some sort of innovation or change to it. It has some sort of loosening of credit, meaning like loose money, free money. So not natural, not not like a natural well, thing occurring, but a manipulated thing. It, well, it, it's not natural. It's a lot like a fire. A fire needs a fuel source. It needs oxygen and it needs that spark to kind of set it off. Mm -hmm. And a a fire um, and this is a, a metaphor that comes from a book. Um, I forget the author's names, but if anybody wants to read it, it's really good. It's called Boom and Bust. But basically it, it goes through all the major booms from the railway booms, the uh, you know, the, the Latin American mining booms in the 1800s. Uh, the the booms in, in France in the 1700s that were set up after France had its first central bank. And a lot of these are all tied to, to banks and to essentially the central bank uh, releasing credit into the system. And what we have right now is we have a central bank that is trying to keep interest rates at a relatively normal level. But this year, according to you know market forecasters, they're going to start reducing those rates again. Uh, right now, the predictions are that's going to start in June. It might start earlier. It might start a little later. But we're heading into a period where they're going to be reducing rates again. We're going to have that easy money. And then we have this AI bubble forming around um, or this bubble forming around AI as well as uh, these new drugs. Uh, companies like Eli Lilly now are worth almost a trillion dollars alone. Uh, there's a company today called Viking Therapeutics. They just had a study come out with only 176 people in the study. Some weight loss drug supposedly has good results. This Viking Therapeutics went up 112% just today alone. Jeez. So these are these are the types of things that are like the kindling is starting to burn. And then what the Fed is going to, in an election year, lower rates, and, and they're going to pour oxygen onto this fire. And so what we could be setting up for is is actually a really strong next one to call it three years in our economy from an outside perspective a strong stock market uh, a lot of hiring corporations spending all types of money on ai but what is underpinning all of this at the end of the day is going to be cheap free fiat money uh, spooned out by the fed and of course, government debt and stimulus. Um, you look at anything, even something like the Ukraine bill, you know, 90% of that money is gonna go right to US defense contractors. Yeah. And so all, all, of these, all of these bills, everything they're trying to do, it's all a way to take this US uh, taxpayer money, uh, print more debt, and then funnel it to US corporations and prop it up instead of real organic growth. Wow. It, you know, it's interesting. I didn't realize that about Japan. I didn't realize some of these things that you can actually see the model of how they do it and, and, and then what happens after, like you said. When you start seeing these things, people get excited and then they don't realize what they're, what they're, part, what, what they're actually excited about creating for themselves and it's not good. So, and and it, it's, it's also the group thing. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's if you think, why would we be sitting here talking about this and why isn't the stock market worried about it? Yeah. it? These things feed upon themselves. So in 1989, you had 
you know, thousands upon thousands of high-paid analysts at investment banks telling people, oh, the Japanese is the greatest economy in the history mm. of the world. This is, this is amazing. And, and you wouldn't even hear dissent. In Japan, nobody would even go on the, the TV or the radio to talk down the economy. If they did, they went on and got themselves blacked out because so much of this money was being funneled through uh, organi Japanese uh, organized crime organizations that they were afraid that if they talked down the economy and said that this is ridiculous, that they were going to get killed or their family was going to get killed. So people are, are afraid to tell the truth when these things are going on yeah. because there's so many powerful people that have so much money behind it. They yeah. don't want to be on the TV telling you, oh, this is what's going to happen in three or four years because it threatens the whole system. We'll be right back. A little bit more with Mel Madison from the book Quaz. You should grab that book. Be right back. MelMadison.com. Here's some comments from you guys in working with Birch Gold, which I absolutely love. You've heard me talking about them on the air. There's a reason for that. I think there's a crucial time right now in which you have some choices to make, which you can shore up your IRAs and your um, accounts with gold. And it might not cost you a dime, which is awesome. Um, but here's one comment. This was my first time purchasing precious metal products. I did my due diligence and educated myself on how precious metals are priced and sold. I chose Birch Gold because of the very high marks on their business practices. It was the right choice for me to go with Birch. The whole transaction was smooth with no high pressure. Don't you just love that? I love that. Also, establishing my new IRA, filling it with products will provide me security against the waning U.S. dollar. The staff at Birch Gold honed their process of teaching how to inform potential clients of their services to very efficiently opening new accounts and providing expertise and assistance by selecting the appropriate PMs to purchase for their customers. I love that. There's so many great comments from you guys. High marks, definite high marks with Birch Gold. You love them. I'm so glad. By the way, get some help. Just text 989898. Text my name, Kate, and you'll get some free information. Please do that. Just text my name over while you're sitting there. Information is free. That's fantastic for you. Thanks. This is the Kate Daly Show. Daly Show, KateDalyRadio.com. So happy that you're listening. You can always stream the show live, too, in the afternoon and uh, call in, of course. We have Mel Madison on it because it's Tuesday. It comes on every Tuesday and uh, shares with us what's going on economically uh, around the world and uh, with a lot of history thrown in, which I absolutely adore. Um, and Uncle Milty's with me, of course. You had a question for Mel. I was just curious as at what what enabled Japan to get back to setting this record uh, stock market Good high. Question. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> a lot of a lot of it does have to do with their central bank and with their uh, easy money policies. So, a lot of people here remember that when COVID happened and after the financial crisis, we the Federal Reserve re reduced interest rates to basically zero. They they give a range, and the lowest range they ever gave was zero to 0.25 percent. And you might think, well, you can't really get much lower than that. But in Japan, they're like, right, our Federal Reserve had to raise interest rates because of inflation. And uh, we now have a Fed funds rate uh, around 
In Japan, they have no inflation worries because their population is in a massive state of decline. Their uh, fertility rates are at 1.3 per woman, which, you know, their rate is around 2.1. So they're on a path to literally have their population um, by the end of this century um, if, if things keep going. So they're not as worried about inflation. So they've been the central bank has been manipulating things. The, their rate, as opposed to our 5%, their interest rate is negative 0.1%. So if you give the government, loan, loan the central bank $100, down the road, they give you back $100 minus that 0.1%. You don't even get all your money back. Oh so when God. you have a negative a negative interest rate. So, I mean, so if you think about 0% interest is essentially free money mm -hmm. in Japan, they, they're basically paying you to take money. Like, like it's, it's, it's a ridiculous situation. And like here in the United States, our 10 year bonds are now yielding 4.3%. The Japanese 10 year bond is yielding 0.6%. A Japanese one month, uh, uh, one month uh, is essentially the equivalent of our T-bills is yielding minus one, one percent. So you're, you're literally getting less money back Losing than you it. give to the government. Oh, my gosh. Milty? So, Milty? so the only thing they can invest in is debt. Well, well, the thing the thing is that the debt is so pervasive in Japan and the interest rates are so low that they need to put the money into the stock market. They need to put the money into something uh, that actually has a yield to it or can return it. And what's been happening and why the stock market's been going up is given these ultra low interest rates, you've seen the Japanese yen go up to you know astronomical heights. It's now 150 yen to just get a dollar. One yen isn't even worth a penny anymore, which it was you know just a few years ago. So when you devalue the currency, and you put in hyper low interest rates, you know, you can get the stock market to get juice for a little while, but eventually, you know, those chickens come home to roost. And I think what's happening right now with, with the US is that we're actually maintaining a relatively sane interest rate. But what, what I believe and I've talked about in the past is that this, this four or 5% interest rate is unsustainable as our debt increase, and especially as we get near to my economic D-Day, which is around 2030, which is when the Social Security and Medicare trust funds are gonna go dry. And so we have this two to three year grace period where this bubble can start to form around AI, the GLP weight loss drugs, the stock market can do well, uh, real estate values will likely start going up again, especially once the Federal Reserve starts lowering interest rates because that's gonna decrease mortgage rates. And everybody is gonna think we're in this amazing, perfect economy um, in like 2025, 2026. And that's when every, the last person who doesn't believe in it is just gonna say, what the heck, I'm gonna put my money in it because you know, yeah. the NASDAQ is at 10,000, the Dow is at 60,000. I'm watching all my neighbors get rich and everybody's gonna have their money in it. And then that's when the bottom's gonna fall out, but it's not gonna fall out over the course of years. It could literally be the situation where you just wake up one morning and it's, and it's game over. It could be yeah. all of a sudden, you know, one bank loses faith mm -hmm. in the um, ability for the treasury to yeah. sell its debt. Another bank wants to sell its debt and now all of a sudden you have, you know, the, the, the 10 year treasury 
interest rate jump 3% in a week, and then it's basically game over. Wow. Get the book, Quaz, Mel Madison, um, M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. Go there. <laughs> Get his latest, melmadison.com. The book is Quaz. Thank you, Mel. Thanks. Wow, lot to think about. Mm, be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hey, guys.